0: Two times in one week, we can't go on meeting each other like this. (laughs) Coming to you from the eastern side of the nation formerly known as Gitmo Nation, now Obama Nation, in the United Kingdom, I'm Adam Curry.
1: And in northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. John, how you doing? Good. Two times in a week, man. This is amazing. Yeah, we could probably do a daily. You mentioned that before. I was
0: just thinking about that before the show. I'm thinking, if we just had a phone bridge set up or just something. I mean, the whole problem is just where we are at any given moment. But we should certainly be able to do something once a day.
1: Yeah, we should. So it looks like uh, the the, uh, the election, uh, State Senate. is a fact, by the way. State Senate, District 14 out of Denver.
0: Okay, Uh, I I have not been following uh, this election.
1: Yeah, the candidate Bacon. Beat fries.
0: Yes, I saw the picture. <laughs> that was very funny. Bacon beats fries. Oh man, doesn't get any nuttier than that. Actually, it does. Actually, um, I called you yesterday, man. And I said, "Did you?" W-? Actually, I called you while it was taking place. I wanted to watch it with you. The uh, the first press conference by our president
1: elect. Yeah, I got to see some excerpts from it. I it's hard to believe it was a press conference.
0: No, it wasn't. It was a scripted uh, hootenanny. And did you see Axelrod leaning against the wall the whole time? Axelrod no, being that. his campaign manager.
1: Yeah. that yeah, the whole. There... I'm sorry. Go ahead. He's there to you know as he's to be, he'll be the sergeant at arms and punish anyone who disobeys.
0: <laughs> exactly. It was like Obama had you know the guy is so good at reading off of uh, his his uh, notes. He just glances down, and he's real, real comfortable with doing it, and I've paid a lot of attention to it. And so he did the whole thing yesterday, from I think pretty much just from his notes, no teleprompter, I didn't see anything. But even when it came to the questions, you know, he was kind of like, you know, like the presidents like to do, uh, yeah, go ahead, Helen, uh, yeah, uh, Troy, you can say something now. But every single time, and I paid specific attention to it, he was looking down his paper, and at one point he even said, uh, let me see who's next here, uh, yeah, Bill, you're next. And, you know, didn't call on any heavyweights like the Washington Times or, um, didn't call on Fox News. That was pointed out, uh, I saw earlier today. Um, it was, and it was like scripted questions, scripted answers. And he, from time to time, he would actually look down at his notes.
1: Yeah, it seemed like he was looking down a lot to answer the questions, which I thought was peculiar. Of course, the media didn't call him on this. And they, you know, the, you know, look, if you can get away with it, uh, let's say I'm Axelrod, and I said, "Look, why don't we just script the whole thing? Just <laughs> yeah. look, only call the people we want and see what happens." I mean, you can assume that if George Bush pulled a stunt like this, the media'd be all over be it. Crazy! They'd be yelling.
0: Yeah. They'd be so angry.
1: Yeah, but no, these guys are all uh, in 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 bed with him.
0: What uh, What was pretty funny is that he spent the most time answering the question about the White House dog.
1: Yeah, well, yeah you might as well trivialize the whole thing. So I'm listening to one of the right wing talk shows, and this guy, uh, uh, Breitbart, who was doing this show for somebody, and who's got this website, and he got, he was proud of the fact that he, and I just thought it was hilarious, he got the domain name, I think it's Barack Obama. <laughs> and,
0: uh, Barack Obama.
1: <laughs> and like it's that. like, because you know, he's always going, uh, you know, he's saying, oh, all the time, so it's now Obama. I do that um, a lot, too. I, that I funny, not yeah, I know, but you don't have the name, uh, no, Curry. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam Curry. Uh, Adam Curry.
0: From the, uh, what I loved about, and I'm looking at the Financial Times Weekend Edition. I haven't read it yet, but I'm just looking at the front page. The home page, as we call it. Um, there we go. Uh, Barack Obama. And there's a picture of Barack Obama at this press conference yesterday. And I love the sign, the office of the president elect. <laughs> that's just too funny. Yeah, I
1: know. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> that's just humorous. Wild.
0: It's not, there's no real office, uh, is there known as the well, office of or the president not. elect?
1: I mean, that's, that's
0: humorous. <laughs> A little little presidential seal. Oh man, what a show! What an what an amazing show! And have you seen these people who are in this transition team? Did you see these people?
1: Yeah, they're all a bunch of you know uh, old style uh, hard politicos. Hell yeah, they're they're. I they're, thought this was supposed to be some new change. change. New, no. And yeah. Rom,
0: uh, what's his name? Uh, Emmanuel. This guy. Yeah. This oh, guy. He's the, he's the guy. Looks mean. Oh, you know, he reminds me of Al, only evil.
1: He does have an evil look.
0: Yeah, it's a total evil look. And I believe that in um, in uh, an Israeli newspaper, they were saying, oh, this great, you know, now we got our guy in the White House. Because he's um, Orthodox, I believe. And he uh, fought uh, in the Israeli uh, forces. Or I don't know if he fought, he served. He quit his job, actually, at one point. And he was also, interestingly enough, on the board of directors of... I'm going to say Fannie Mae in 2000 when there was three years of humongous scandal about uh, losing trillions of dollars, losing track of trillions of dollars. You know, this guy's been around for a while. This is no change. Yeah. It's a change back to back to <laughs> good times, back to <laughs> good the good worst. Time. Good times. <clears throat> yeah. This guy, they call him Rombo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to run things. Oh yeah, because isn't he- Cause this is very Nixonian? This this group he's bringing in It's almost like he might as well be a Republican, and and he might as well be Richard Nixon with these guys. And look,
0: and look at all the because this is what we were talking about on uh, Wednesday. Look at all the names that are popping up. Who's going to be uh, Secretary of the Treasury? and they've got guys who have all been, you know, nothing new. It's all uh former Federal Reserve guys, Fed New York, former former Treasury Secret- Secretary, they're even talking about the governor of New Jersey who uh worked at as CEO at guess what? Goldman Sachs. And this is nuts. This it's, it, and this is here's my uh here's my takeaway. This is a big this is the big cover-up moment. While everyone's living in euphoria and we're taking our eye off the ball temporarily, all this shit is taking place. All kinds of stuff happening right now.
1: Well, now in a, in Obama's defense, um, if you remember when Carter was, a, well, you probably don't because it was you know you no, were ten. No, I don't. Remember. But when Carter was elected. Um, he probably did, and I think maybe Clinton when he first started, he did one of these, you know, let's bring in some outsiders and, and let's see what we can shake up Washington kind of thing. And they just failed miserably because they didn't, they don't know the ropes. So at least uh, Obama's not, uh, making the mistake of bringing in a bunch of amateurs that they can be pushed around. Let's face it with this Rahm Emanuel, he's not going to get pushed around.
0: Mm-mm except by the, the problem people who is that
1: they you know they 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 just go off the off the deep end with with intimidating people and pushing their way around but you know they may need that against Nancy Pelosi so i you know
0: yeah i'm just uh, i'm just a little concerned about what i'm reading and what i'm hearing and what what the ideas are and, and you know
1: yeah um, well the ideas are probably not going to work out no. so uh, <laughs> thank
0: you that i guess that's what i'm saying yeah the ideas they're not going to work out not going to be too good
1: But a lot of this crap, like the office of the president elect and all this other (laughs) imagery is really getting on my nerves.
0: Uh, I I did appreciate the change.gov website. The idea, of course, is really, really good. It's a fantastic branding exercise, extension of the brand beyond belief. Right. Really, really smart.
1: Yeah, as if anyone's going to pay any attention to the probably you know hundred million suggestions they're going to get from every dingbat in the country.
0: Oh, it's it's going to be uh, you know a very sorry excuse for a for a feedback mechanism, but you know in the uh, <coughs> in the guise of uh, being transparent, it's a good move. I'm actually waiting for hope.gov. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> When's that website coming online? My message. <laughs> When's that message coming online? <laughs>
1: Uh, that'd be a cool uh, site, hope.gov. So I'm watching Bill Maher, who is turned back into his, you know, his pre 9 11, you know, hateful self. It's amazing. He did, the, I mean, like when, you know, when he got fired from ABC for going on about calling the Americans cowards and the. Well, actually, 9/11. he said
0: something different at the time, which I thought he was so spot on. He said, um,. The terrorists were actually very, very brave to fly. You know, to believe so right, so shooting, much. Of, I know what he said, but, yeah, but I, was I just the, want to the, tell uh, people because it's good to remind them. John, give me a second. yeah. But it
1: was at the moment; it wasn't a matter of of what you know his, his wording. It was his intent. Well, we'll have to. I mean, because I saw him do it. I watched that show. I watched it he, too. He, he I went, saw.
0: I saw it too.
1: And he I, had a. He was extremely mean spirited uh about the whole thing he was angry and he was angry at the united states for sending cruise missiles into you know you know (laughs) afghanistan or wherever and he's right i think that's what we should be doing
0: wait a minute you think we should be sending cruise missiles into afghanistan
1: at the time yeah absolutely trying to blow up Bin laden no i'm not kidding you what do you think we're supposed to do walk over there well what are we doing over there
0: well they hadn't done anything over here we we we've been over we've been through all their countries a million times. No wonder they're pissed off
1: if they actually did it. No, I don't think they did it, but the Taliban was the guys that were essentially uh, keeping the al-Qaeda folks in uh in uh, uh John you know, I I just in I,
0: I just don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. I I have read a lot about the Taliban. I don't read I don't buy what you're saying right now. They want uh, to keep well, it al-Qaeda in
1: business? I have I I have no problem taking that side on the on this argument.
0: We should have that never, argument. No, you, you know,
1: be- I would remember. Be, I remember when the Taliban before nine eleven, we had a story at uh, Tech T or ZDTV or Tech TV or wherever it was at the time. Yeah, that's
0: where I turn and, for all my worldly news is Tech TV.
1: No, they were doing a story because they did have a newscast, and they were talking about. This is just after the Taliban blew up all those uh, Buddhist. uh um, icons that were carved into the mountains oh and you were so four-
0: offended it's like let's go bomb those people because they blew up Buddhist no, no, icons? Wasn't a fa-
1: you wanted me to finish so and then the, you know they had banned. you know meanwhile omar had banned dancing he had banned kite flying he they were executing women in the soccer stadium and most of the stuff was for- pretty well documented and uh... So that they were going to run this story that was kind of complimentary toward the Taliban. And I talked, went to the news director. I said, you can't do this. And I read them kind of, you know, there's this laundry list of shit that these guys were doing. And you know, they, and they, I'm thinking nobody's paying any attention to this stuff. These guys are a, a terrible, uh, people, generally speaking. And I had absolutely no, I wasn't concerned at all when they, when they threw a few cruise missiles at them. Pre 9-11. That was pre nine eleven, yeah. Yeah. When nine eleven came up, none of it surprised me.
0: And and okay, well then you're just a a, a nasty American bastard. Well, I, you that's know. that's that's horrible. I totally disagree with it. What what is it? It's not our business to be okay. So they they're fucked up. That's their problem.
1: Let them deal with it. They had Bin Laden. You didn't we wanted him. We they did not know about Bin us. Laden pre nine eleven.
0: They did too. Oh, John! If they really did, then nine eleven wouldn't have taken place. Or the whole thing is bullshit. Ergo, your argument is bullshit about them having yeah, nine no, eleven. Having, having been bin, Laden. bin
1: Laden. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not buying your, your. You know, your kind of as it skews off the road. You know, as you go into the ditch with your uh, notion that there's some sort of deeper conspiracy. Uh, it doesn't.
0: It doesn't go off the road at all. We're not talking about that. I'm saying that.
1: When, so you think we should have done nothing in Afghanistan?
0: If they, if if the Taliban is causing a problem in a, in their own, in their own country in their own region. What, what, what benefit does it give us to go over there and start to kick people around and set them straight? What benefit?
1: So you think we shouldn't have gone into Afghanistan? That, there's No. To so try to get bin Laden and, and straighten those guys out?
0: Now, trying to get bin Laden is different than, than lobbing a few cruise missiles over, okay? That's different if you want to go get bin laden then you get your delta forces or whatever and go find him i mean it's not it, it is not impossible we have the largest military and secret military uh, operation in the, in the world and we can't find one guy come on
1: didn't you read the atlantic uh, uh, but uh, monthly material on the fact that the cia and all that type of operation was gutted largely during the clinton administration and bush hasn't you know that were just bush couldn't reestablish that stuff because you know he just got there I don't think a CIA or I don't think any of these people had the ability to do what you described at that point.
0: Well, okay, then we don't do it. End of story. I'm sorry. Hey, you know, uh, you, there's trade sanctions you can invoke. You can, uh, uh, the, the president come out and can condemn. Oh, I, so the you're va-
1: basically a justice, not vengeance guy.
0: No, no, no. What's the vengeance? If you say, first you say the Taliban was bad, and I say, oh, what's so we have to throw cruise missiles over? Well, they were hiding Bin Laden. Same thing. We got, we got to throw cruise missiles over. Well, we didn't have, uh, the CIA had been gutted.
1: So we got to throw cruise missiles over? That's bullshit. Yeah. Well, then what would you, what should we have done? Nothing. Nothing. Is what you're saying.
0: No, nothing. I'd have done absolutely
1: nothing. Yeah. There was a really interesting article written in the London Times by one of the professors, I think it's uh, one of I'm the I'm sorry,
0: if I was actually president I would have had to do something because hey, there were there were of course and this is why it actually took place, our drug supply is over there which the government is importing into the United States and Western Europe. So of course that's why we threw in some cruise missiles to go kick their ass and say hey, we're taking over the the, the, the drug trade. We're the new big boss in town. At that point when we went into Afghanistan in 2003 or 4 whatever it is, the Taliban had actually reduced the poppy fields down to almost zero. Now they're back up to full capacity plus. That's what that's, what that's for. Not to so go find
1: think, bin Laden. So you think the whole thing was just a ruse to get, you, the, get our supply of heroin back up to snuff?
0: And uh, in a, uh, indirectly to maintain the support of our economy. Yes, absolutely. The drug trade is the drug money is a big part of our economy, which is Wall Street, which is where it all goes. Yes.
1: So, uh, what else is going on? I'm in a bad mood. (laughs) You think?
0: (laughs) This is what pissed me off. So, Patricia's doing her show. She's doing a double shot. She did Friday night last night, once again, number one in the time slot, even larger audience than last week. And to 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 milk it, to suck the teat, and to bash the competition. Um, they're now doing a second show on Saturday night, which uh, which puts her out for a couple of days. So I'm home with a teenager, my my 18 year old daughter. Who, let's face it, you know I'm on the road a lot. I don't see all the time. We had a nice uh, meal the other night. We went out to dinner, but. And then I don't mind her boyfriend staying over, which she doesn't, she didn't ask. She, you know, just, they came in and he's staying over. But then in the morning, when she has to get up to go to work, and I've been working until 2 a.m. doing video shit and she knows it, and uh, her boyfriend has stayed over, <laughs> and uh, I, the smoke alarm goes off at, uh, at 8 o'clock uh, because she's cooking up a whole breakfast in bed for this guy. I like the guy, Dexter. She's cooking up a whole breakfast in bed which she's never done for me once in 18 years, never ever. And then I go downstairs, the whole kitchen's a mess. She, she couldn't even have the courtesy to clean out the dishwasher and put the dirty shit she just created for her boyfriend back in. And I drank all the orange juice, which was a brand new bottle of orange juice. Didn't leave me one drop.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: so sick and tired of it.
1: Ah. So because of this, you're now on the side of the Taliban.
0: I'm not. Would you wash your mouth out with soap, John C. Dvorak? Don't say those things. Of course, I'm not on the side of the Taliban. I'm against all evil, which includes throwing bombs at people. It's just dumb. Unless they throw a bomb at you first and then we go kick their ass. That's different.
1: So um, what did you tell her? Did you get mad or did you just sulk?
0: I no. I got mad and uh, uh, and I, actually my voice started to crack. That's how mad I was. Wow. Well, because she gives me this attitude. I'll do it when I come home from work. I said you have time to sit on Facebook, bake your boyfriend breakfast in bed, and you don't have time to do the dishwasher. Ah, she treats the place like a hotel. Now I know why Patricia's complaining all the time. <laughs> So now I have to deal with it. That's the whole point. So, and, and I'm, I'm like running around. I'm like running so a bed Patricia's and breakfast. Patricia's
1: out of there. It's like, uh, gotta go, <laughs> Gotta go. go <laughs> Patricia, gotta go.
0: Oh man, it's like I'm running a fucking bed and breakfast here. And I'm, you know, I'm cleaning up crap. No, actually here's, here's where it all started. I'm really mad. So. Uh, I work, I'm working for like 14 hours in the city. It's almost a two hour commute to come back these days. You know, taxi, train, taxi, you take a car, you take the tube, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's always two hours. So I'm, uh, so I'm in the cab at six o'clock and I'd asked her one thing, one thing. When you come home from school, please feed the animals, let them out. That's all, one thing. And she was home at four and then we're, and she was going to go out to a party with her, with her boyfriend at eight. So all this time. So she she calls me says oh daddy I locked myself out because I was going to go get something at Dexter's and my keys inside and uh, how do I get in So, well how do you get in you wait until I'm home so, you know so I'm running I'm running through Waterloo Station I'm out of breath you know to catch the to catch an, a, a train that goes twenty minutes earlier I'm riding home I'm texting her I'm you know I'll be there in uh, thirty minutes uh, I'm at the station I'm around the corner and she's not texting me back. You know, so I'm running, and I come in. I all her shits on the floor. The minute I walk in the door, I'm I'm literally falling over it. She hasn't fed the dog. She was there for for hours. Hadn't fed the dog. Didn't let him out. The, I know the key was still out of the door. I mean, all of this. I'm just getting so angry. And then she doesn't. And I text her, and she's not calling me back. She's not texting me back because turns out she was busy doing her, her boyfriend's makeup for uh, for the costume party. <laughs> Does, that, does any of this, you as a, as a mature father with, uh, children of, uh, multiple, uh, multiple whatever. You got like 29 kids from three wives. Uh, it, does this sound familiar to you? Sounds par for the course. oh uh, what am I doing wrong? Nothing. <laughs> no, 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 that's not, not hello. <laughs> Sorry. What am I doing? Hello, is this on? I want to make sure you can hear me. So that's it, huh?
1: Yeah, then they move out and, you know...
0: Then you miss them and shit? Then they, that-
1: come, no, then they come in, then after they move out, then they start visiting just to take stuff. <laughs> 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 what happened to the such and such? <laughs> oh, yeah, he took it. You know. No, that's already they, happening. You, she takes oh, stuff
0: and then she leaves it somewhere and forgets where she left it. No, um, no, they take stuff to their house. Oh, that's even worse. Well, the minute she has a house, I'm coming over there, I'm stomping chips into the potato chips into the carpet i'm leaving my shit around i'm leaving doors open lights on
1: mm. <laughs> lights on. yeah the lights on the whole place is lit up like a roman candle
0: it, you know what i'm saying you know it does does that sound familiar
1: yes because no no kid thinks to turn the lights off <laughs> taking showers it's, like it's a it's a muscle exercise and they don't have it <laughs> yeah. it's not in their body
0: it, this has got this is insanity this has got to stop. I don't know how to do it. Oh, by the way, I got something here, John, you're going to be very jealous of. In my hand from my wonderful friend, Paul Parkinson, he sent this to my house that arrived today. And he sent a couple of, uh, of books as well, which I really, that's like, that. what a gift of love to give someone uh, books. Because it says so much about what they think about you as the recipient. I hold in my hand a $10 billion no, I'm sorry. One hundred billion dollar note from Zimbabwe.
1: Oh, because <laughs> you only had a ten billion, right? No, I have, I only have a. What I have is a ten million. I don't have a ten billion.
0: I, no, one hundred billion dollars expires on uh, December thirty first, two thousand eight.
1: Oh, so it's still good for it's still it's, good. It's still, you still you good, good use for a
0: hundred billion dollars. Well, I'm gonna it's and it's a perfect note, by
1: the way. It has not. Yeah, been... mine's perfect. These things don't get worn out. Get <laughs> make a scan of it and send it to me so I can yeah. blog it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it is
0: beautiful. No, 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 no. I'm not, you. I'm gonna blog it and then you can uh, put a link to me. Hmm. You crazy? I gotta get some link love. And love so, how what's,
1: it says what's your serial number on that thing? The lower right-hand corner should have some number. Yeah, uh, 02022900. Oh no, that's the one at the bottom, underneath bearer check. There should be a stamped black number over on the right, down at the bottom.
0: Oh, uh, at the top,
1: it's a mm, A A five, five, Yeah, yeah D A something. I have A A. So okay. I, have, I
0: have the I have the rare AA series, John.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. well, of the of the ten of the hundred billion notes, yes. I love this. Does it actually say one hundred yeah. billion dollars? You should see, and it has all the zeros on it too. It's it's really cool, and it says here, pay, I,
0: just like our money, pay to the bearer on demand one hundred billion dollars on or before thirty first December two thousand eight for the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe. Yeah, issued 1st of July two thousand eight.
1: Yeah, that's a bit. Do, do you, now if you hold up to the light, you should see two watermarks. I see. And also a security band down the middle.
0: Yeah, one, hey, it looks like a dildo.
1: It looks, that's what I thought when I saw it. <laughs> or like a, like a bong almost. It's weird, yeah. And then there should be RBZ on there, and then, uh, then there should also be that black line down the middle. Yeah, I got, security uh, I got the black. I got the black security okay, line. You got the real deal. That's a real hundred billion dollars. <laughs> Congratulations! You win one hundred billion dollars.
0: <laughs> and and I'm going to blog this, and uh, and you know what? I'm I'm going to put it in a permanent spot on the home page, so every day I can be reminded of what our money will look like, <laughs> what the dollar will look like. This is it. This, that's what it is. This is, this is what happens when, when you give your government a printing press. This is what you get. This is what you get.
1: My understanding is they're going to change the name to the, from the dollar to the peso. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. It doesn't matter. No, it's Because actually, you know, the, the Amero is still in play.
0: Yeah, I was, and this has been going on for a long time. But it doesn't really matter what you call it. If it's based on nothing, then it's not worth
1: anything. Right? It seems to be worth something. Well, then send me your money if it's not worth anything.
0: No, it's worth something now.
1: Well, that's just what I said. I'm a- that's all that counts is now.
0: Exactly. So right now I'm happy. Oh, I got sad again because I thought of two minutes from now. <laughs> <sighs> it's uh, Obama is totally being seen as the president of the world
1: yeah that's interesting. Well he's, somebody he's, was commenting on the fact that they've never seen an acceptance speech before where there wasn't you know normally the acceptance piece of guy's up there with his family and they're in a kind of a cozy room and they're accepting it to the to their uh, to their local, you know, local, uh, their, their local their local uh, hangout yeah and uh, so he's doing it in front of a big audience with nobody around and it's the same lighting you know it's all it's another staged event uh they thought that was peculiar and then so apparently on charlie rose some of the, now the media is starting to think of they're actually using the term cult of personality
0: oh i played that song the other day on daily source code uh living color remember that remember yeah. living color yeah not the tv show john the band yeah the song but you you remember the song no i don't I no, okay, then the why are you saying it, why are you saying yes if you don't remember the song i remember the the group Okay, what did the lead singer look like? Cause you're lying, you're full of shit. I don't remember. You would remember. If, if you remembered this group, you would remember.
1: Did he look like, uh, like, uh, 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 one of these, you know, uh, like, uh, I can't remember these names, this goes back too far. <laughs> Even I remember this. Well, yeah, <laughs> You'd rem- You were in the business to remember that stuff. Well, I you wasn't.
0: Were, this was 19, I'm gonna say 90. Um, you remember him because it was one of the first really hard rocking groups uh, that had a, uh, a black guy fronting it. Corey Glover. See, you don't remember. Well, you don't remember. And the that we have left, hey, just listen to this. Right to Give you an education. A that here can <laughs> okay, remember the song? No. Okay. Play it. No, I'm not gonna play the whole thing. Well, play part of it. I just played part played some of it. lyrics. Didn't you? <sighs> Didn't you just hear it?
1: Hmm. I just—it was like in the background. I could barely hear it.
0: Oh, wait a minute. That's not right. You're supposed to. It's supposed to be really loud. How come? Oh, let me see. I Here we go. Can you hear that?
1: I can hear that now. Yeah.
0: Of lyrics my eyes, what do you, see? The
1: of you know what i'm saying oh you know i now i vaguely remember that yeah <laughs> Is, was you, gonna, you probably you, have well, the cd
0: ahead. right next to your new kids on the block cd uh <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, I vaguely remember that song.
0: It was, a hu- it was a massive hit. They had one other song, and that was it. And I actually wonder where the guy is. He's gone. So anyway, yeah, cult of personality, completely, because that, that's what we're looking at, 100%. Yeah,
1: I think we knew that from the get-go.
0: Yeah, but it's so dangerous.
1: Yeah, it tends to be. But you know it usually becomes a big disappointment. The problem with cult of personality is that when you have when the when you're when your uh fans turn on you, it's pretty ugly uh yes, it can get very ugly
0: but it, uh, the really good ones if, look if you've got the all you really need is the media you need the media in your pocket as much as possible. That's gonna be interesting to see if if the um the obama administration can control the spin.
1: Well, you know, they got some good people there. You know, the Axelrod and those characters are pretty, pretty, uh, and that, yeah, they're pretty nasty. Well, if they're they all in right. control of It's all, it's apparent already that, not they, the cult personality, that's got that big long hair. What? He's a long-haired black man. What? Wasn't that guy the singer on that? Oh yeah, yeah you're,
0: the, you you finally Googled him and now you're looking at a picture. It took you a mean, long time. I can't time.
1: Google with this because we lose our connection. <laughs> you bullshit. <laughs> You're googling. <laughs> I'm googling. I like that.
0: You're so busted. I saw um, uh, the European Union uh, put out their October 29th uh, communication, and uh, greenhouse has now become a verb. To greenhouse now to green the economy.
1: Oh, to green the economy. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible.
0: Yeah. In fact, if you look at their their communication, it's pretty much you could put Obama Biden on it, and you say, all right. <laughs> It's the same thing, and and more money going to the banks. Bloomberg. This was a fantastic. I'll find this link. Bloomberg. I read today. They put in a Freedom of Information request for all the money the Federal Reserve had lent to the financial um, industry prior to the bailout. So outside of the seven hundred billion, and it turns out they have lent in addition to the seven hundred billion one point five trillion dollars. to to financial institutions bloomberg said hey you know we'd like to know what kind of securities have you received against that because that's the deal they lend you the money and then uh, these banks uh, were already apparently before the bailout were handing over their worthless paper to the uh, government as collateral or you know or or as purchase i'm not quite sure which and that's the whole point um and so bloomberg said hey you know can we uh, take a look at that because we'd like to know what uh, what you know what all that all of our money is being securitized against and and uh The Federal Reserve said no. That's none of your business.
1: (laughs) None of your business.
0: (laughs) And by the way, we're you know we're um, we're a private organization. Yeah, (laughs) and your mama stinks, (laughs) nana nana nana. That's that's outrageous, John.
1: Well, what's outrageous is Bloomberg. First, this guy talks him into letting him go for a Well, I'm I'm Uh,
0: talking about Bloomberg, not Bloomberg the mayor. I'm talking about Bloomberg the news organization.
1: Well, owned by Bloomberg the mayor. I
0: just want to make sure you knew that I was—that's what
1: I was saying. No, I thought you were talking about Bloomberg the mayor. Oh, okay. Well,
0: tell us about Bloomberg the mayor—the guy who wants to uh, extend his term. He's like S- S- Berlusconi in New York.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so first they extend. He talks everybody into this, and so he goes and he gets his reelected. Then he says, "Okay, we're going to update income tax and percent for all you New Yorkers, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that." And he just like slams it to him. So he, You know, the, you know, you know he, New York is one of the few cities in the United States where you have to pay income tax to live there. Yeah. And the state wants to jerk it up to 15% or 10 at least.
0: Well, he has to. He has to.
1: Yeah, he, I know. The he, city's broke.
0: It's completely broke. And now they're using the um Well, he's been the in there plan. as long
1: as he has. How did it get broke? Whose fault is that? Well. I mean, who's been there for two terms? Yeah. So they he, can't pay. Yeah,
0: and so it goes.
1: So then we have our uh, our you know the crazy mayor we've got is uh, Gavin Newsom. Newsom in San Francisco, yeah. That guy, you know, he obviously wants to be president.
0: Yeah. So what did he do this time?
1: Oh, I mean, he's just essentially whining about the fact that that Proposition Eight was passed. Even though it's largely uh, his fault,
0: right? So, so we um, we talked about this previously. I believe it was a week ago. Proposition Eight was uh, to ban gay marriage in the state of California.
1: Correct? It was to reban gay marriage. It had been banned once before, and uh, but it wasn't unbanned. It was unbanned by the courts, and then the. Uh, Guys like Newsom are gloating about it, which is by the way where I'm seeing a lot of on uh the Obama. Obama.
0: Yeah, Obama. Hell yeah. A lot of that. Uh
1: I mean this is what the Bill Maher thing I brought up, even though it set you off into a offbeat direction that won't <laughs> help your reputation much. But the um they're gloating. They're just gloating. About whoa, well, you know, and, and there's, you know, they're just, and they're still pounding on Sarah Palin and McCain as though they're, 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 they're like, we're gonna have another election. You know, let's just uh, pile on. And the one thing that was interesting to me was is the in, uh, the insincerity of it all. For example, on Mars' show, he showed the John McCain uh, speech where he uh, conceded, and yeah. there's like, some people in the audience booing, boo. You know, when he mentioned Obama. And so the told him to shut up, and they did. And so Marr shows this, showing that the Republicans are a bunch of a-holes for booing uh, Obama. And then he says, look at what Kerry did. And then he shows Kerry giving his concession speech, you know, and he just shows who knows what part of it. And nobody says anything. In fact, the room is deadly silent. And I'm thinking. What a bunch of bull. This guy's like, he's been in broadcasting long enough to know that if you don't mic the audience, people could be booing <laughs> and who's going to know? Yeah. And it seemed to me that the carry group wasn't, the audience wasn't mic'd. I did a thing once in Las Vegas where we had this huge audience. I couldn't believe it. We had this huge audience, and we we're doing a live presentation, and they didn't mic the audience. Ugh. So I was—I had some some hilarious material, and the and the audience was going crazy. Yeah, it was it really funny, they, yeah, and they would laugh, and you'd have to pause for the laughter.
0: When I was doing a TV back in the, the early '80s in the Netherlands, we did a series of we did a whole season live, and so you get in a whole different crew, and um, and it's intense to do a music show live. And You've got acts, and the acts they all uh, would uh, lip-sync to their own track. Um, but what the sound technician did, and of course I didn't know this at the time until I watched the tape of the show, and when I freaked out, is... So we had a, you know, we had a studio audience, you know, like 150 kids, and they'd stand in front of the stage, and the speakers were booming, and, you know, whoever, whatever megastar would be up there, it was like Duran Duran, I think, even at the time, who wouldn't be able to sing live, even if we'd asked them to on a TV show, or at least not. You'd never have the combination of sound technicians and talent to make that work. So they lip sync. And it was a lot easier. Just less gear, less cost done. It's still a pretty picture. And the, Audio engineer, the minute the band started, he closed the audience mics. So you were basically hearing the record, watching like a video clip, and you see all these kids going nuts in front of the stage, and you didn't hear them at all. No room sound, no nothing. Completely (laughs) idiotic. Oh, it is infuriating.
1: Well, here's what happened in my situation. So we'd have, you'd say something funny, you'd wait for the audience to stop laughing, and then you'd go back. So, but since the audience wasn't mic'd, and when you saw the tape on the, what they broadcast, it was like a bunch of guys up there saying stuff, and then you'd say something funny, then there'd be this long, long pause, pause of silence, as though nobody was laughing. They might as well put a cricket soundtrack in the background. And, and you'd look like a bunch of fools. Yeah, and so I went back and talked to the sound guy about what the, deal, what was the deal with that, not mic oh well, it's too much work. I'm saying, what are you talking about? It's too much work. And so I told him I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even go on again unless they, you know, fix that. And then yeah. this they, 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 too much work consisted of taking a, you know, mic and aiming it at the audience and turning it up. Turning it up, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so anyway, cool. so I thought Mar was completely, you know, just an insincere jerk about this whole thing. Uh But he's just—you can just see—he's just like going back to his very mean. He's just getting a mean kind of a. I mean, he's becoming uh, the kind of the grouchy old man on that wants the kids off the lawn.
0: Well, it's uh he. I'm not quite sure where he stands on on most things. It, it, that's a little confusing to me. And I'll add to that that I cannot watch it over here. There's just no no way to obtain it. Unless, I guess, I uh, crawl through YouTube. I'll make you a
1: disc of this show and you can watch it. The only reasonable person on the show was this black woman from NPR who was making a commentary that, look, you guys are, like, beaten up a dead horse. I mean, you're making yourself look like idiots. You know, let's just get on, you know, and why be so negative about, you know, winning? Yeah. She was actually quite reasonable about it. She saw the problem, you know, that was going to create. I'm
0: tired of all of them. Yeah, you know, I can't watch any of that. I can't, just can't watch anyone. It's all it's all so superficial and, and so full of crap while real things are going on. The um the credit card bond market's collapsed Friday. Did you know? No, tell me. Yep. they can no one's no one's buying the bonds, so that's it. Credit cards will be closed down and I presume that credit lines will be tightened. I'm not quite sure how that works. I guess they, the the way their contracts are written, they can do pretty much anything they want. So credit cards are now uh, the next uh, wave, the next shock wave that will be hitting. Yeah, that was, you know, know,
1: I don't think anybody is not expecting that. Andrew Horowitz has been harping on getting out of Capital One for almost a year. Hmm. Um, well, I'm not giving this as,
0: as financial Master advice to, to people who invest, John. Uh, I'm telling this to normal folks who just listen to our show and don't live in cycles and reputations. Since you, Well, credit uh, cards mine. are bad yeah but we, but people are have financed everything on credit cards entire right, well, movies yeah. <laughs> entire startups are financed on credit cards. Where will silicon Valley go we'll it have no more happen, credit yes. cards We'll have no more credit cards, no more stories. I remember when I started the company on credit cards
1: well you know we've gone to, you know our family has gone all cash yeah
0: ditto but i 've been that way for a long time mm. But are you talking cash, as in uh, absolutely zero plastic at all?
1: Yeah, no. like cash. We go to the we go to the bank, take cash, mm-hmm. you know, and put in our you know, and, and buy things with cash. And it makes a difference the way you it changes your spending habits because when oh, you're yeah. actually putting cash down on the table, you think twice about it as opposed to just throwing a card up there.
0: It's funny. I was talking about that very uh, topic on the Daily Source Code. Where, you know, credit cards and even some of the sm- the smart card, debit cards that uh, store money on the chip itself, money, listen to me, that set uh, three bits differently on the chip, um, you know, you, you can't just look at it and say, oh, I have 150 left or I have 50 left or 20 left or whatever. There's no indicator. There's no readout. You have to stick it into a card reader and then, you know, type your pin code and all that crap to see how much money you have left. And now Monopoly, someone left me pictures of the new box. uh, Monopoly brought to you by Visa. Um, You actually pay for your houses, your hotels, and everything with your uh, Visa credit card in the game. What? Yep, there's no more money. (laughs) What? You didn't know this? They had a huge launch in New York on, I think, uh, the Today Show. They had a huge Monopoly, um, you know, like 10, you know, like 100 times scale Monopoly Game, yeah, I'll send it to you. Actually, go to um, drop.io slash daily source code, and you'll see. Here it is. There's two pictures. First one is Monopoly Electronic Banking. Uses cards, not cash, to store your millions. That one may be fake. The second one I don't think is fake, though. But I, but I remember the, the, the Monopoly guy with the hat on, you know, he was walking around the Today Show, and he said, oh, no, everything's on credit cards now in the
1: game. I find this hard to believe.
0: No, it's true.
1: Come on, man. I can't spell... Apparently, I can't spell daily. <laughs> <coughs>
0: I love that keyboard. You have such a... It sounds like you're still using your Wang
1: keyboard, actually. Daily. D-A-I-L-Y. Source. Source. Code. That's it. Drop... I, I get the login. It says I have to log in. No. Drop.io...
0: Slash daily yeah. source code. You sure that it's not saying login uh, or? Uh, you sure the URL is right? Oh,
1: I have drop.io daily source code, and it says log to this drop. That's that's bullshit. I'm, I will send you a screenshot. Now it showed up. I swear to God, it just popped up now. Okay, it ah, shit happens. Well, Obama was not the first black president. Let's see, zero coffee
0: shops. Hey, you could just go to monopoly.com and- Oh,
1: here it is, I see it, I see
0: it. Yeah, it's Here's it's the, the real picture. It's the real picture from monopoly.com. It's not a Photoshop. You see that? Yeah, it's ridiculous. No, man, it's this got is- It's a little this device that- <laughs> Yeah, it's got a pin reader! yeah it's like
1: an ATM machine in the box
0: is this what you want your children to learn how to use electronics there's there's no concept of trading something of something for value it's sticking a a plastic into another plastic thing if anything it it should be labeled porn
1: monopoly ditches cash goes plastic according to engadget oh this is ridiculous this just ruined the game So I wonder how this little reader, they got this little reader it comes with. So I wonder if that's, uh. But that's the it, bank. That actually That's the, the bank. Can you read other cards in that thing? I All mean, the maybe there's a gizmo here that we can use
0: it for. <laughs> read other cards. You mean like your own debit card? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I find myself, I, I do have a debit card. Debit card is really integrated here in the UK. Uh, and it's, and it, you know, it's literally, if, it, if it's not in the bank or on that account, then it doesn't work. And, uh, and I deliberately buy the weirdest shit at the weirdest weirdest places just to fuck them up. You know, I'll buy a candy bar, <laughs> and then I'll you know then I'll get you know like twenty dollars from an ATM in uh, San Francisco just to mess with them.
1: Yeah, well, you're probably going to end up uh, on some list, and they're going to just have all, all kinds of weird fees.
0: Well, we're going to have fees for everything. That's
1: the problem problem with
0: this plastic shit. Yep. It's, and, and have you heard the meme yet? Paper to plastic? I'm hearing it.
1: You wait. Well, if this, if what you say is true about the whole credit card, uh, you know, bond deal falling apart, uh, they, Ah, they can't.
0: Yeah, but that's the, that's the credit card part here. So here, you want a conspiracy theory? Here's one for you. Or a theory, not even conspiracy. So yeah, the credit card part, the credit part falls apart. But so why wouldn't, um, a bank, the bank, the Federal Reserve, the Treasury for all I care. What difference does it make? Why would they set up a computer system and say, okay, now you can get the official guaranteed bank, U.S. federal savings and loan bank. Uh You'll get a debit card
1: issued. Oh wait, a minute, stop! It would actually be a debit card. do you even you don't have to go that far. It's just have it a Federal Reserve credit card. says Federal go. Reserve on it, just like a dollar bill would have yeah. across the top. Yeah, and it has a
0: little, little signature there uh, from the treas- from the Secretary of the Treasury. Right.
1: And so it uh, looks like a, there's a miniature dollar.
0: Yeah, and you could have your face on it instead of uh, instead of a president.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You That's right. <laughs> that's perfect. Unite, yeah, that's you know, that nice United, nice little United
0: States it. and stuff. That little eagle holding the arrows and shit. Yeah. Actually, the
1: way they do it, they have you by law. You'd have to have your face on it be a form of identification. In fact,
0: oh, of course, without a doubt, because it's t- so. It's your ID and your payment in one. And if you misbehave, they just they can they can delete you. You're gone. Your card does no longer work. You are an invalid.
1: You know, it's possible that, that that actually makes a lot of sense said right, well, we'll so s- they would they, they would do that.
0: Jackie Smith, who is the home secretary in the United Kingdom, uh, not a very well liked woman, is now coming out in interviews saying, oh, boy, there's so much. To, they're, they're handing out um, I.D. cards now and they're going to start with workers airside at one of the large airports, I'm not quite sure which one. Uh, which arguably for, of course, Homeland Security is uh, an important thing to have, good identification. But this is the prototype um, and entered into the prototype database of the national ID card. So she's handing them out and she's coming out in the press now and saying, wow, the demand has been so big. People are calling my office saying, oh, we want one, too. Everyone wants an ID card. We can't make them fast enough. She's literally saying that in the press. like someone's going to call up, oh, can I please have my ID card? It's so cool. I want it. Well, you know, the Americans have their Federal Reserve Bank ID card, and it is kind of cool looking. Look, you can even have your own face on it, Tommy.
1: Well, I don't know how how far they're going to get with this... uh plastic to paper idea because, I mean, there, well, especially here on the West Coast where we have so many Chinese that refuse to use anything but cash, and uh, they run all their businesses on a cash basis, and mm. then you have places, you know, like uh, Peter Luger there in New York, you know, where is a big, giant restaurant that's very famous, and they only take cash. Does uh, that, so that tell you those anything? Those guys hold out.
0: Does it tell you anything about the Chinese? Do you think you might want to follow their strategy? You are, actually.
1: Yeah, I already am. <laughs> I've always thought the Chinese had to, had something on the ball with that idea.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Zimbabwe and uh, not Zimbabwe? Um, Rwanda and the Congo have dropped off the the news map. Oops, that's done.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. That's kind of interesting. There's been a couple of mentions here and there, but it's not news anymore did you do you ever hear the do you ever go to our drop on no agenda yeah, i'm look oh, no actually well yeah i do, do you ever, did well, you, did you hear
0: the um did you hear the guy do do you eating
1: on air uh somebody sent me a link to it it <laughs> <That> was funny <laughs> hey, I only eat on air once in a while I
0: didn't even hear it doesn't bother me at all I don't hear it.
1: Well, people and, get know, so people picky. That- I get like, you're, 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 he's you're, eating. He's not he's, supposed to be eating. That's disgusting.
0: Why? I don't want to. You know, apparently, many people find it disgusting to listen to. <laughs>
1: Somebody eating, you know. There used to be a radio personality that would be—I forgot who it was, but he was local—and he would. His whole show was him eating. eating? He'd just be eating <laughs> during the entire. She was a DJ, and he'd just be eating the whole show every day. Hey, it's Fat Sam with you, everybody. Hello, I'm KLSA <laughs> here at the Bay. How
0: you doing? <laughs> And would he play records? Would he play records or not?
1: Yeah, yeah. And then he'd be drinking something. You could hear him sipping on a glass of something or other, you know, drinking his coffee. And it was the whole show is like that. And you just like this guy's just chewing away. But he'd be talking oh, while chewing. It wasn't like he would, you know, swallow then talk. He would be talking while he had something in his mouth chewing.
0: Well you're you're a a reasonably pleasant
1: eater to, to look at, I'll say. There oh, well, are there just some, some people. Yeah, there are some well,
0: people. You just you're like, God damn.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, there's some people like yeah, Or the people. There's some people that they crunch up their feathers They have, or their cheeks get all puffy, or they just chew on one oh, side. They
0: chew weird.
1: But yeah. there's a lot of. <laughs> when I was at Cal, we always had to. Um, I'm
0: laughing. We're actually discussing this. Fantastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you ever seen it once? And every once in a while, here's another thing: you go to a restaurant, and there will be like this. Maybe sometimes, maybe a good-looking woman, and then you watch her eating, and you go, oh, "My God, no wonder she's still single." Or whatever, cause, you know, she's, <laughs> you, you've seen this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, it's disgusting! And you sit and like,
1: you, but <gasps> you, but the one thing that's interesting about the the woman who has the or guys sometimes, but there's always the, the women are more fascinating <laughs> because they do the weird stuff, and or they like just chew with their front teeth, and you can tell, you know, just it's like a it little. Yeah, those
0: are the bulimic ones so, or scrape their teeth on the spoon have you ever seen that scrape, oh here's another scrape yeah, their front teeth that, on the spoon but here's that's the other one weird. that's
1: yeah. even I think it's grosser it's the person again because I don't usually watch guise but you see these women who they, they, they got a spoonful of something or, or a fork and before putting it in their mouth, their tongue comes completely oh, out.
0: G- oh, and it's not and a pretty have, tongue. It's not a pretty tongue.
1: huge, long tongues that come out <laughs> like reptilian. Just so makes you wonder. And then the thing goes in and the tongue kind of wraps it up, you know, and it's going go, oh, my God, why does a tongue have to come out like that just to put in some food? <laughs>
0: and, it, and it turns you off, man. You can't <laughs> eat. You're just like, ah, oh, I'll never. Well, I'll, yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, I'm going to say the one thing you have to agree with me on is when you see, you know, you're at a restaurant and you see somebody eating like that, or they have this weird characteristic, it's you can't stop staring at them.
0: No, no, <laughs> of course not. And you know what you should do if so, if you're, if you go out to dinner, John, the next time, and so, and it can be man or woman, but woman is maybe even better. And and she has one of those disgusting habits. You know what you can do? Just lob a cruise missile at him. <laughs> You just blow that bitch right out of the water. I'm John C. F. and Dvorak. Who the hell hell do you think you are to eat like that in front of me? I got a reputation. The only thing you do that's weird, which we have discussed before, is you hold your fork incorrectly. (sighs) And it it is quite annoying. I'm used to it now because, you know, I love you. (laughs)
1: It's quite (laughs) annoying. You're not holding your fork in the proper British sense of things.
0: No, Emily Post prescribed that. My mama, rest her soul, my mama taught me how to eat properly and well, how to, to you if know, you're eating soup then you are pushing the spoon away from you and you tilt away from you not towards you, away at no point may you ever drink from a soup bowl unless it has two handles on each
1: side mm, yeah, tell it to the Japanese so um, you're not Japanese I'm just saying, tell it to the Japanese now, Why the do you hold, don't did, you know that
0: now, agree with me, you hold your fork wrong you hold it like a like you're like a tool and die
1: instrument. Like you're. About I to... hold it like an American. Th- I don't that, hold it. You know, I don't you. keep the left the upside down fork where the thing is upside down and pointing toward the toward the toward China and and kept in the one hand and never swap back. No, and
0: No, no, you're allowed to swap. You're supposed to swap according to Emily Post.
1: Well, I know, but most Europeans don't. No, I'm not saying that they're proper.
0: I'm talking about you and I. This is between us two. And you hold your fork like you're stabbing someone to death. (laughs) And you jam it into your usually rare whatever meat it is you eat. And it's really, it's it's like a psycho thing, man. I'm like, God, there he goes again. (laughs) Can't you just, and by the way, you can exert a lot more control in the proper manner. I I need to show you the proper manner. This is just not, this is wrong.
1: You mean you want me to, to do it the foppish way in which you do it?
0: I would like you to see if there 's any benefit. I believe you 'll find my manner of holding the fork beneficial <laughs> There is you have more food control
1: and there 's a lot more you
0: can do with the actual fork you no, have you you, can, have
1: a, you, you you've, you've described me as sitting there ham fisted that 's exactly the, what a, you a, a do with a grip around the fork, you're like... That's like exactly what
0: you do. And you then go, I stab. <laughs> 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 Here comes the, the chainsaw. Clunk, <gasps> jabs it in again, and then it's kind of like weird how it then turns. You have to turn your whole arm to get it into your mouth because you can't point it properly because you're not using the tool the way it was meant to be implemented.
1: This is nonsense.
0: I believe our audience would be time, the judge here's the of that. Idea.
1: One time I had a something. It was just like something I needed to like really force to fork <laughs> into this thing because it was tough or something. Bullshit. And you, you, your eyes bugged open because you're you're normally just looking at your plate, gobbling things down. You're not paying much attention to me, and so you saw this because
0: you make me nauseous when you're when you're killing, you're blue. murdering your food.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> You, you just bug-eyed, your hair stood up, and you went, Oh my God, what are you doing? And I said, this thing, you know, is gonna slide off the plate if I don't do this. And then you went, and you've been preoccupied with it ever since.
0: It was the first time we ever ate. I saw it and I went, oh God! But I'm not rude, you know. It was like a first date. I'm not gonna. No, mess you're with not you. rude.
1: You mentioned it on the spot. What are you kidding me? It was the second date. The so what second... are you doing with this fork? <laughs> Maybe I it said... was.
0: Maybe it was the first date. I wasn't looking to get laid. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta tell him because it'll just bug me. For... It's like, like someone has food on their on their cheek. You know, if you don't say it, you're a dick, because then you're just looking at the piece, like, fall off. Make that well, piece you're of food. You, you may be an your optimist. Mouth. Some your mouth. People,
1: you know, I saw, you know, I see it every once in a while, and you say, like, well, maybe it'll just fall off, or <laughs> they're going to wipe their <laughs> mouth. That's wrong, it.
0: man. You just got to say it, because you're wasting valuable time and space by waiting for food to fall off. So I just had to say a, it.
1: I think it's a timing thing with the food on the face. I think you, you, you can't just say it immediately. Like, like
0: you slob, you dick. I can't believe that you just shoved that all over your face.
1: So you have to wait. There's a, there's a, there's a period of, there's a waiting period <laughs> that's involved with calling people and telling them that they got some p- chunk of food on so their what, face. what would
0: you, um, is that based upon the conversation at hand or is that based upon actual seconds and or minutes? <sighs> I love it the most when, when it happens in a meeting. And the, and the person who's speaking has something on, the, on their face. And you just, uh, and I, I just start, I'm like, I wait. I don't say it anymore. Like, who's going to say it first? Who's going to say? Because, you know, with Ron, you know, we've been, we've been in business so, so long that sometimes I'll say, dude, to score a freaking tic tac. You smell like death out of your, out of your beak. This is horrible. And he knows it. And, you know, so I, I can just, and I, I actually carry peppermints for the poor man. But other people <laughs> they they won't say this, you know? They, they and they just sit in a whole meeting room for five minutes and wait and everyone's sitting there like they're not listening to what someone has to say. They're like they're thinking, it better drop off. The crumb has to drop off. Oh my god, I can't look as a crumb.
1: Well, on the bad breath issue, wait, wait, you, first, know, you ever first, run into these guys.
0: you your how so many seconds for the for the brush?
1: It's like there's the uh uh There's there's different kinds of you know these guys with cigar breath and some other some sort of deep lung problem they've got so every so within about a two foot well their
0: their sphincter doesn't close properly that's what I know a lot about this by chance but your that's your your sphincter as it's called in your throat you have another sphincter um, and that just doesn't close properly and so basically your stomach acid is just kind of you know letting loose into the air
1: out of your head. Is that right? Yeah, I never heard this.
0: Oh, many. But I do you know many, a bunch many people, people that have, have
1: this kind of problem, and it's like this. And so, the, and the worst ones are the ones who are close talkers.
0: Oh, and they lean up right to you. Hey. That's why I know. That's why I never go to concerts.
1: And you and you have to kind of turn your head because it's like, oh yeah, and hold your breath It's just horrible. Yeah. And they're you know they, but they have to be real close. And then if you back away, you know, there's the worst kind of worst close targets is if you back off. Like I don't want you this close to me when you're talking. <laughs> then they move over back closer. And they move in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't take a hint.
0: How many seconds, John, before you have to, have to tell someone they have a crumb on their face?
1: I think you can go fifteen.
0: Fifteen. Okay, that's not too bad. Unless they're talking, but you don't interrupt them to say, "Hey."
1: No, you can do. It. You can do the motion thing where you push. You know, you push. You, you look at them with a unctuous look, and then you point <laughs> at some part of their part of your own face. I don't like that. And of course, they always go to the, the wrong, wrong side. That's why,
0: because they immediately go to the wrong side of the face. Exactly. Huh. Hmm. I think we should have a code word for it. Crumb alert. <laughs> we really need that now. Chrome alert is not good enough.
1: So when you're in the Middle East by the way everybody's a close talker.
0: This is why I go to very few concerts and um nightclubs because the people leaning into you either smell of A, puke, and the worst of course is women who smell like puke. B, alcohol. C, as you say, cigars, particularly backstage at, uh, at concerts, because everyone, yeah, you know, well, it used to be that way. You can't smoke anywhere these days, but there's always the executives that are always smoking cigars. It stinks. And because it's so noisy, they have to come in close, like, Urgh. and by the way, when you are talking to someone at a concert, and, of course, you come very close to their ear, please do not shout. It is sufficient. To, you may even put your lips on my ear. As long as you speak in a normal voice, when you shout, you are making me deaf. And (laughs) and this happens, and that's why I don't go because people always want to come up and say something to me, like you know, go. (laughs) (laughs) Have you noticed, by the way, John, that um, in uh, and you've been to the countries in the Middle East, right? Yeah, and uh, but also uh, a little bit, you get you know, if you look at Pakistan, um, but a lot of the the Middle Eastern uh, countries. Why is it that their audio, when they have either a radio broadcast or a television broadcast, why is it always overmodulated?
1: It's either yeah, it's overmodulated and often sounds like they're in a bucket. So yeah, let's have here, the, here the it goes. It's like <laughs> it's exactly you know what you run into that. It's not just there, but you run into that in Mexican, you know, Mexican Yeah, Mexico. Mexican. Mexican oh, there,
0: there it's there
1: it's. <laughs> i know they're always shouting
0: (laughs) why but but it's but it's actually over a
1: microphone you don't need to shout but it's actually over
0: modulated i mean it is technically in the red you know it's where it should not be because it's distorted is that just like is is that the sound they like it they think that the signal will reach further maybe if they if they shout louder
1: well, they have you know, in throughout the Middle East, uh, they have a call to prayer throughout the day yeah. from these uh, from these large uh, from the, mosques, you know, the these, speakers on the the, mosques, all over the place, They have yeah. these spires that go way up, and then they have them loaded. By the way, I wonder. I would like a Muslim to explain to me because they're you know you're supposed to not change certain things that after the Quran was written and all this other kind of stuff. And there's all these rules and regulations. When did well, where does it where is it in the Quran that you can use uh, you know? Ten thousand watts of amplification <laughs> in the speakers because you know, they used to go up there apparently and give the call the prayer. Oh, yeah, they have it's to yell a it very out. funny sound. I mean, it's not funny. It's just a, it's a funny, pleasant. It's it's something about you know you're in the Middle East. Let's put it that way because they all start cranking up about the same time and they all compete with each other. Somebody explained it to me that they, they and they start loading up with the amplifiers and speakers and so they go up there or they don't go up there anymore. They just get to, on the microphone and start you know chanting and then the. next Next guy down, the next mosque down the road, he starts, he tries to be louder because he wants, you know, to be heard over the other guy. And then they, so about, so there's a cacophony a number of times a day, five or six times a day, whatever. Um, usually, it, but you, you it just all happens at once. And it's just everybody screaming at the top of their lungs on these speaker systems. And it's totally distorted because they've got them turned up all the way. And I think it's a the sound they've gotten used to. The
0: uh, most prized possession I have from my trip to Iraq during the war in uh, 2003 is... uh, And you see them around now because, of course, so many GIs have been in and out. And uh, you can buy these things almost everywhere at every marketplace, every every town. It's a plastic alarm clock. And it is a... I'm going to say it's about three-quarters of a foot long. And it's a mosque. And you set the alarm and when <laughs> and when the alarm goes uh, instead of you know the ring that we in the in the West might be used to, the lights pop on, and you hear, yeah. and, you hear. and it's my favorite, my favorite. Uh, trinket that i brought back from
1: iraq yeah it's not bad enough that when you're in one of these you know cities with a you know 500 mosques all cranking out the call for prayer at the same time as loud as they can that you'd have a clock yeah. do, to do it inside the house made in china i might point out no, that makes sense yeah, yeah yeah but they have um yeah it's it's uh just it's, 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 it gets very noisy but, you know the funny. Some of those guys can really. There actually are some. I've heard uh, some of these guys actually have, they have very pleasant voices. It's very, it's a very melodic. Sure. A lot of them just screaming. But some of these guys. Wow, that's kind of cool. I should record that. But uh, you know, it's echoey. It's distorted. Often. Yeah, the distortion bit just always kills me. It's like, dude, yeah, no, you just distorted. I don't get it either. I don't know why they, you know, can't turn I, it down. I, I, th- I think that, it,
0: that they like it. That they're like, hey, that sounds good. You know, the sound engineers go, hey, man, dude, you had some awesome sound yesterday on your show. That was really cool. I'm telling you.
1: That's what my thinking was when I, you know, because of these call for prayers all being distorted.
0: Speaking of that, did you see this thing, the, oh, I want to say it's the Karina, and I've forgotten the name. It's an iPhone app that is on the iPhone store. And you hold the iPhone up with the the, the glass touchscreen side up. You hold it between two between your thumbs and your forefingers, very much like you like you're getting ready to eat a sandwich. And you blow into the microphone, and then it has basically four keys. Of course, they're
1: virtual on top. That yeah, you, actually, we we blogged, blogged somebody it. doing Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: exactly. Maybe I saw it on your site. Yeah. Oh man, that thing is awesome.
1: Blowing on a microphone's not such a great idea
0: yeah, but 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 the instrument it it looks it's a real it's a space age cool type instrument i mean it, it it's it's for me that was like uh, i don't know it just it blew me away I'm like wow that's a really interesting instrument they've created there out of an iphone
1: yeah it's amazing that that, that platform is just astonishing so I went to Costco, talking about platforms, so I went to Costco mm mm-hmm yesterday to get something. For the and, and so I go past the you know I'm always you when you go to Costco, the first thing you do is you go and you look at all the flat screens and you go hmm and you and they have actually the 42-inch plasma from Panasonic uh on sale for 699 bucks. And I remember when the first 42-inch plasma was shown at uh, a CES show uh I don't know 15 years ago or 10 years or whatever some time back. Uh they were 40,000. Uh, dollars Oh, yeah, that was I remember. The yeah.
0: Yeah, this was maybe yeah, only five that. years ago.
1: No, I, don't, I think it was a while. I think we're 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 underestimating the time frame. But it was uh, it was forty thousand dollars because you'd ask him. Well, you know, we only make a few. They're forty thousand bucks, and these were the forty two inch because the original plasmas were only forty two inch, and then they got bigger. So he, so now I'm looking at the exact same technology, probably improved quite a bit for six hundred ninety nine bucks. Amazing! I'm thinking, wow, I know it's amazing. But anyway, so so there's that. I I, I still think a 50s about the size. I wouldn't mind having. Anyway, so the uh, I go around the corner and they have all these laptops for sale. And the, we just did a thing on cranky geeks complaining about you know how Apple is overpricing their laptops in a, in a down economy. They're going to probably you know it's going to it's going to hurt the company. And they were you know they're I don't know what these things are selling for the, the apples because they didn't have any there. But there there was a credible.
0: Let me let me let me guess the price. Let me guess the price.
1: Well, let me describe the machine, person, okay. and then you okay. tell me the All right. price. All right. It was a credible fifteen and a half inch full keyboard, full screen, beautiful machine with two hundred fifty gigabyte hard drive, uh, but, but the double DDR memory. It was a Gateway, and it was just it was a, it was like if you were going to buy a laptop. What's the I, processor d-
0: speed? Processor speed?
1: It had a dual core. Some I mean, it was fa- It was fast. Yeah, I, I didn't have the exact speed on so, there. But it so was,
0: this obviously did not qualify as a netbook,
1: which is what everyone's talking about. No, these it's days. not a netbook. They had netbooks there too. Yeah. I'll uh, say,
0: I'll say two ninety nine.
1: No, well that's whoa. Well, that would be nice. No, it's five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a for the for the machine. For what it was, and it also was a. It had a, a kind of an enameled red case. It was gorgeous. Yeah, and it was fine. Oh yeah, no,
0: I've seen these. Th- these are the ones that are you can get in all kinds of different colors. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a big push for this. They're they're advertising them all over the UK. <laughs> I think it's real they're really pushing a younger market. Did, did it seem like that from the store model and the well, display? They
1: just had them all lined up. It wasn't, you know, they weren't doing anything fancier than that. Okay. But I mean the more expensive ones were like 8.99, they were loaded. Right. And they did have a netbook there and the netbook was 3.99. It wasn't 2.99, but they had a netbook for $3.99, which was you could actually use. It had a little it was little. Uh but I'm thinking 599 yeah for this laptop was like, "Wow.
0: Well no, I, I stood in line uh, for three hours for the, uh, for the Google phone, and uh, that was a little throwback to you, my dear. Uh, uh,
1: you made a joke uh, on Tech Five about that.: I did. Yeah Oh, about people standing in line, not, really, not nobody not standing anything. in line for the Google yeah. phone.:
0: so Anyway, so I got the Google phone and what i'm most impressed with it's useless as a phone i mean it's no battery life there's a whole bunch of things really wrong with it but the operating yeah. system um interesting why well if if it my understanding is that the uh, android operating system is open source right and which means it it's transportable that seems to me like a fantastic operating system for um net let's just call it net devices uh, it could be a netbook or anything. Um, just, I, I was pleasantly surprised by at how much I could ac- actually get done with the operating system. Huh. And take like into what? account if you, well, really, any, anything I would do on a computer because of the integration with the Google services. So, oh, okay. so, you know, I, ne- I needed to create a Word document, you know, even though I know you're not a big fan of cloud computing, but I can see certainly in fact, the other day I, I I don't use Google Docs very often, if at all. But I didn't have my computer with me, so I fired up a browser and opened up a Google Word doc and you know saved it, and it was quite convenient for for the point that I was using it, which is you know not like real Office share document type stuff, which is what Office contains and links and integration etc. But just to write something, um, and I could see how the Android operating system would fulfill the needs of maybe. as as high as 90% of all computer users. You know, you take all the, well, uh, consumer computer users, let's put it that way.
1: Well, the thing is, you know, design, I mean, this is a, (laughs) they realize that this is a platform. So, yeah, that could happen. I mean, we can transition this sort of thing.
0: I mean, I I wouldn't mind it. Just as as if I had a little netbook type thing that I carried around, this is the kind of stuff I would want it to do. I I really would, I don't want to, I saw what happened with Windows Smaller. Because I had, you know, I had that god-awful smartphone for a day which i gave back to uh to, to chris craven's crying I said please don't, don't make me do this again so d- making windows smaller literally smaller in uh, execution space or whatever as well as display just doesn't work you need something yeah. that's built from a, a different mindset and i think they've got something going there I, I was impressed
1: well good steve Ballmer came out and said that it was a dead end and it was a, they could never make any money
0: Because it's an operating system. He doesn't want people to replace his operating system.
1: Apparently not. Maybe he should replace his operating system. So that's what I'm thinking. Ah, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so the phone. Yeah, I haven't heard it. Nobody's buying these. Ph- I mean, you know, I think the phone has potential and it may, may sneak up on Apple. But it's almost like a replay of the history of the computing business. Almost like a fractal. We have like Apple coming out, like they did with the Apple Two, with a, a new device that is a, um, in this case, the uh, an opera, you know kind of a computer, new type of computer, a new platform, the iPhone, mm-hmm. and they you know kind of own the place. For a while, and then the uh, I, you know the PC mentality comes along, a little more open, less rigid. You don't have to sell through the Apple Store. All the advantages, you know, you just need a couple of criti- You just need one or two, you know, killer apps. Uh, in other words, something that, in the case of the Apple II, it was dominated when it first came out. with Visicalc made the Apple II and started the personal computer revolution. And as soon as uh, Lotus One Two Three showed up on the PC, Ooh. the whole everything shifted. Yeah.
0: I had jazz. That guy, those guys yeah, got fucked.
1: Jazz. There's jazz and symphony. Yeah, those guys got ja- screwed, didn't they? Well, jazz was also done by Lotus.
0: Hmm, you're right. I remember when we uh, took our company public in uh, 1996. It was a huge problem because the entire legal and financial system would only work with WordPerfect 4.1. <laughs> And it has to do with the formatting. And of course we were all on, you know, Windows ninety five and Office ninety five and and the amount of time and subsequently money that was spent on transcoding documents from um an office format to a word perfect format was hundreds of thousands, I'm I'm convinced.
1: Hmm. Could be. Hmm. Transcoding is a problem that's never going to go away. I mean, we have to do that with our data. We're putting our stuff on like CDs, and this, I mean, I still have. So every once in a while, I find some old CD. Oh, I forgot I even had this. It was a backup of something. You yeah, put it in the machine and read it. Yeah,
0: I, I have tapes. I have our wedding tapes. I have uh, uh, many, many television shows. You know, they're on US VHS or worse. Um, you know, I have some on U-matic. I even have four-inch, in, two two-inch, and four-inch BNC reels. It's just, you can't find players for them anymore,
1: right? I know everyone's scrambling to get those old Ampex. There's only a few of those Ampex, you know, uh, those the four, big two-inchers.
0: Yeah, the two-inch uh, forehead machines. I used right. to I used to calibrate those, and they taught me how to do it. Is you you so you put your tape on, you get your bars up right, and you get your scope going because you had to calibrate it on a an oscilloscope, and then you actually had to kick the machine bottom left. Just a little like tap there and then you started moving the
1: knobs and it, and it worked. And that's how you calibrated them. You're like he, one of the probably one of the last few guys that can do that.
0: Uh, and here's something I was talking about the guys at our studio at MeVio headquarters the other day. Um, they're like, uh, you know, shining lights around and moving stuff and it was shining into the camera. And I said, you know, there was a day when if you did that, if you shone a light into the camera, you would yeah. probably have a camera operator come up to you and hit you in the face with a fist. right down your throat, because it would burn into um, the actual tubes. The Vidicon tubes. Yeah, and we had a guy whose uh, job, he was called the shader. Remember those? The shader? No, no, but
1: I know what they did.
0: Yeah, the shader would sit in the control room, along with the vision mixer, as they called it then, and the director and the assistant director and the audio engineer and the tape ops, or sometimes tape ops were in a separate uh, compartment, and the shader would have... Um, let's say you had a five or six camera shoot, and he would have all of these almost like throttles on uh, on an airplane or a ship, these big controls, and he would sit there, and he would be continuously making the light level. He would be shading the cameras so that you didn't have one all of a sudden that was really light and the other one was really dark. And also, you know, he would protect as much as he could all the other equipment from a big light burst,
1: Back in the well, that's day, a, that during that era, that's, of course, when they had a, you know, before we came with CCD technology, which doesn't have this burn. Yeah, one, once it
0: was chips, it was like, oh, my gosh, we can, you know, we can do concerts and we could, you know, back in the day, you you can still probably rent old concerts where you see a camera move across the lights. And then for, uh, you know, at least 15 or 20 seconds, you'll still see the trails of the lights in the in the video.
1: In the tube, yeah, mm-hmm. I know it's a real problem, but th- that's where the idea of you can't wear white shirts. That's right, and, they, yeah. <laughs> and, they, and so you should, oh, you can't wear a white shirt; you have to wear a blue shirt. And people should know this. They, they, most people still believe this is true, but in fact, you can wear a white shirt. Um, well, let me let me just contradict just that it does, you. It does change the aperture sometimes because a lot of this stuff is automated. But, well, l- but let me it, let me it, just
0: it, let me just jump in that for one second. We were watching the MTV European Music Awards two days ago. Kanye West, who always has to have some big production number, they they put down their ballet floor, uh, which was, it was a, kind of in the center of the audience stage, was black the whole evening. They rolled out a white ballet floor. He came out completely dressed in white, except for a black tie, from head to toe, and he had white shoes on. He looked like a floating head. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Sometimes, you, I mean, if you're doing white on white, it doesn't work. I don't care what you say.
1: Yeah, no, I'm sure you do. And I don't recommend people wear white. I'm just saying you can do it. But in the olden days, if you wore white, you'd burn out the tube. Yeah, you'd burn, and, and you, yeah and exactly. it would flare yeah. the other problem was you know with white and the, the, there's still the illegal colors that seem to have issues with even with the ccds are called illegal and there's a red that you can't use because it, it flares it doesn't it won't you the camera can't focus on it and there's as a and the problem with it, some of these reds is they have a and you'll see this if you look at yeah, cheap they, video. they actually call it, it a, a flare a fuzzy yeah. edge yeah
0: they call it a flare and uh they it does still occur uh usually on location shoots when the sun is coming from a weird angle and it of course has all colors of it uh, in the in the light spectrum and you get a flare and then you have to block block it off
1: somehow but yeah the, in the olden days yeah you're right these guys were not happy when you <laughs> put a light in the camera
0: no they would literally knock your
1: teeth out cuz they were responsible for it so that's our old that, ladies and gentlemen, is our old time broadcasting anecdote.
0: Well, I've got plenty more, but uh, it was fun because I literally tra- you were probably around when they still had three or four lenses on the camera and would twist them <laughs> instead of zooming. Tell me, it's not true. I
1: wasn't on TV then, oh, but my I was wife a was. Kid.
0: Patricia was. When I she was 16. actually
1: when I was a little kid in Chicago. I would go to uh, WGN, I believe, and they because they had an open studio with a with a with a uh, kind of a gallery that you could go and watch. It was the first all color station when they were making the transition from black and white right, to color. There's a station right. in Chicago. They went all color right away. Fifty one for some. I, well, I'm sorry.
0: 1951, I think.
1: No no I wasn't no I was, no, was it was later than I, that it was later it was it was much later than that I don't yeah. think that colors thing began until the mid mid 50s at least about 56 57 is when yeah. it started right. anyway so I go I would go and there's a little kid and I would just sit there and watch them do TV, but they had those old clunking, I mean they had the first color cameras, those things were huge, okay. and they had the big crazy lens, they didn't have the zoom lens yet, which is, you know, changed things a lot. But when, but it's a, it's a throwback to when they first tried to do HDTV, and they, if you went to the CES show when they, when they were doing analog HDTV, which never caught on i think the japanese invested heavily into it and lost their pants uh but they had the hd tv cameras that were for analog were unbelievable they would look like a 70 millimeter kind of a i mean they were huge monstrous monstrosities and you could just see oh man these guys aren't good nobody's (laughs) going to hd tv if they're gonna have to buy these cameras and it but it reminded me of these huge clunky color cameras that they used to use Anyway, yeah, there's, so mu- mu- there's so
0: much there's so much that mu- has changed so quickly and and I've seen how some Patricia's gone through most of the change pretty well because she uh, she always jokes herself saying that she's from the Bakelite phone era, era which of course you remember those John Bakelite phones. <laughs> I remember them. I had a Bakelite phone in
1: my room. I still have one. Yeah, sure. No, and uh, with no, car- we tracked carbon one down. I mean, I think they're collectible. They're just the coolest phone.
0: Yeah, and uh, they're carbon based and of course it was uh rotary Remember that when we had to turn a dial to connect to someone? Remember that, John?
1: No, I don't. When, when was yeah, that? that must...
0: remember, remember prank phone calls and you just dial a number at random? That culture is gone, man. that has gone.
1: Well, you can still dial phone numbers at random. Yeah, but
0: people don't do it, do they? Because you can email people at random. You can text people at random. It's no fun. Our lives are too filled up with other shit. No time to play pranks. Unless, of course, you're calling Sarah Palin. And pretending well, to be yeah, a foreign
1: dignitary. Yeah, well, that was good for uh, five minutes of attention. So um, there's also a thing called caller ID and and laws oh, true, against prank calls. True, true.
0: That's what I'm saying, man. The culture is gone. All the good stuff, all the fun stuff. We had joy. We had fun. We had seasons in the sun.
1: Well, I guess that's. I guess we're running out of material. No,
0: I I, you know I could talk. Well, I'm still miffed that you say that I'm putting my reputation at stake by saying we shouldn't just throw bombs at people for no reason.
1: No, I never said that. I said that the fact that you're defending the Taliban, you're putting your reputation at stake. All
0: I here's the only thing I'm I'm defending. The poppy fields were almost gone under the Taliban regime. When the coalition forces moved in, they moved back up to 120 percent capacity. That's all I'm saying. See any jets lately that crashed that had Coke on board that have a government seal on the side?
1: You should Google that. Yeah? Yeah, you should Google that. A jet crash with, filled with Coke? But, but Coke is not the same as heroin. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. You're right. That's, uh, that we, we've got our hands all over that, too. No, that's the heroin coming from Afghanistan. And uh, the other flights are always coming from, uh, there's, there's a whole scheme
1: for this, for this drug running.
0: It's it's Iran-Contra, it's the same thing.
1: So if anybody wants to see a good movie, uh, check out, it's really fascinating actually, the movie, it's a documentary called Cocaine Cowboys. Oh, do tell. Oh, it's just, it, it was on HBO recently, I watched it, it was just like, a, it's just a jaw dropper because it, it tells the entire story. Is this of the, the, the
0: Nina, Arizona thing?
1: No, no, this is uh, mostly about uh, Florida. Mm -hmm. And and including the era just before, I guess it was before Ronald Reagan during the Carter administration, you could just basically fly tons of cocaine into the country land and you know, the cops were in on the deal and you could, you know, unload with no problem. There was no...
0: Yeah, this is what Doc McGee, uh, Bon Jovi's manager was caught for and he had to do that free, that, you know, that uh, benefit concert in Russia that I went to. Mm -hmm. And and, because his Learjet was flying shit into into Florida.
1: So, it's a very, but they have a lot of the players that didn't get killed, and then they talk about this crazy woman who was like, uh, boy, this is, it's frightening, uh, horrible woman who was like the, the, hot, the, the capo to capo of the whole scene down there at one point, uh, who was just a bloodthirsty person, and, uh, it's just a really interesting uh, documentary, you, and, but they, two or three of the guys that were obviously heavy into it are, you know, you know, they went to jail and they came out and they were like narrating a lot of this. And their anecdotes are just fascinating because it was just. One thing after another, it just and they also you know d- discussed the Miami Vice stories and how they were bull because you know this would never have been done that way it was and they did and with long descriptions of the mechanisms of uh, you know you know so he could bring something in and not get caught and, and, and no one could point the finger at you and it was very interesting.
0: Griseldo Blanco, also known as La Madrina, the Godmother, the black widow, and the cocaine queen of Miami yeah, her man. She looks gnarly. She looks yeah. like a, she looks like a, she could be on the Sopranos as a guy.
1: She's a she was a mean person, and uh, they uh, she disappeared.
0: So anyway, so if you follow uh, all those lines, was there any mention of the Bush family in that? Because uh, mm-hmm. the Bush family no. definitely had they had planes, had all kinds of stuff going on there during that
1: time. There's a lot of good stuff in it. Just watch it. You know, but the Bushes, I don't believe were mentioned. Okay.
0: Uh, would you burn that to a disc for me?
1: why well, so if they play it again. Oh,
0: you didn't record it.
1: No. Oh shit. I'll, I'll re- well, I, you know, I didn't. The reason I didn't record it is because I didn't catch the very beginning. So, so if can- it comes up again, so I can't, I'll- I
0: can't get uh, either my daughter, her boyfriend, or my wife to watch Chris, Chris Rock with me. So I had to watch it alone. They, they weren't interested. Huh? What do yeah. you think? It was okay. What I told you earlier in the in the hallway the other day, I didn't like that they cut between f- f- you know 10 different concerts. Yeah, around the world. that was lame. That's no good. Cuz you, you it, it's very difficult. It's hard enough, you know, the it's almost like turning the mic off during uh, the audience reaction to the joke. You know? Yeah. And, and and he tells a joke and then they cut to a different audience reacting. That's wrong. It's a wrong rhythm. I didn't like that at all.
1: Yeah, it was it seemed a little corny. I mean, what was the point?
0: But, uh, obviously, the way he ended up, that was very funny. You know, the takeaway. Which, basically, uh, you know, with, with all of Chris Rock's material is, uh, women, you need to, um, uh, you need to uh, perform oral sex on us and uh, ingest. That's basically the
1: takeaway. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah, well, once you got off the political stuff. Oh, that was not funny. I thought he was a little too political at the beginning, and he was, like, preachy, and I don't, you know, I don't watching a comic to be lectured to, you know.
0: Well, it um, it, it was less of, like, humor about the current situation and more like, uh, like a, you know, like he was really trying to tell a story. It was unnecessary. He doesn't need to do that. Just tell some funny jokes.
1: So anyway, the, uh, the other, th- there was a couple other things that you need to watch. I'll try to get you some, uh, copies. And yeah. Then, uh, I don't know why If the cocaine though. cowboys thing shows up I'll, again, which it should, I'll see if I can get a copy. We have to get some sling boxes between the two of us. Yeah. And send with the code so we can look at each other's television sets.
0: Well, particularly so that, it, you know, you you can record stuff. That's really what's cool. If you can control, um, my skybox or whatever, I'm, I, I, I'm going to set it up right on my end. Uh, when we move so so beginning of the year i'll have it all set up i'll have the sling okay, i'm X gonna warrior. have
1: i'm gonna have one set up in washington because i like the canadian television shows a lot uh, yeah this hour has 22 minutes is one of the best oh, on that's,
0: TV. i that, I love that show that's great
1: and so i'm gonna try to get that and then i'll, I'll hook up one here and then you can see the thing is because we're in different time frames you could actually watch my tv remotely when i'm sleeping <laughs> and you could, you know, see what's on HBO or whatever I have. And I have pretty much everything on the, of the off the Dish Network. And they set pay per view. And um, and then you could, you know, I think it's and I could if I can do that because you'll be sleeping with. If I could control your set, you know, with because there's a remote control thing. All right. Well, I'm,
0: I'm giving you your own set because I don't want to be watching my porn <laughs> and then all of a sudden John's like flipping the channels and shit. I don't think so.
1: No, no, when you're up, did you you just disable that? I mean, it's, there's no reason for. And by the way, I'm not usually up at five in the morning, or you know, when no, you'd be watching TV. That's,
0: that's when I'm watching porn.
1: <laughs> hey, you turn off the channel. <laughs> changing the channel.
0: <laughs> don't be changing the channel. Yeah, I'm giving you your own setup, dude. No, okay, gonna, fine. No, I
1: don't it, have a problem with that. If you. I'm going to you know, make it right I'm, for you. No, I'm going to make it right. You know, it's for just you. a flip of switch. So yeah, that's a good idea. I think people should just do that in general. You know, you can kind of keep up and be a little more universal. That's what IPTV is supposed to give us. This is essentially you know a precursor to IPTV, where I should be able to just go online and punch up, you know, what's going on on the English TV stations and get it right to my set immediately. I don't see what the, why is a big deal cost. Not to do that.
0: Cost and cost of the experience. You can get a British TV on your computer, and it'll be a small screen, and you know you can but. To stream all that shit in reasonable, hey, and we do, we wanted in high def, right? Because we what do we have the high def TV set for? It's cost. We had this exact same conversation on Twit when I was last on. It's yeah, it, co- it costs too much. Yeah, yeah they, they,
1: they, they eventually I, things. No, come I down. know. They, no,
0: no, no. Eventually things come down. It doesn't matter. Things go down, things go up. Cost comes down, then oh, let's do HD. Then all of a sudden the cost is up again. I know what this shit costs, man. This is bandwidth is I not free, Leo Laporte. Bandwidth I is think, not free. Attention, attention.
1: I think uh, standard definition's fine.
0: Even for standard definition. And then you want the experience to be you don't want any buffering when you when you switch channels. So you need humongous pipes. No.
1: It's uh No, you're not so you're the old man here.
0: No, I'm not the old man. I'm I'm being realistic about cost. I'd love that. Are You kidding me? I was str- I was streaming audio in 1993 on sun microsystems machines with the pcm codec on um 56k modems i built my first modem out of carbon uh, out of bakelite phones actually and and cardboard <laughs> i had an acoustic modem when I, was I built a myself kid, we on had my vic 20 on my vic 20 and before that i was programming on my z my zx80 most people don't even remember that one, the Sinclair. They had, the, they knew this. They know the ZX eighty one. I'm the ZX eighty
1: dude. We call him Z. Yeah, but I'm international. No, that's British.
0: It, as well, it's South African too. As good as, uh, as good as Clive Sinclair's computers were. Man, that that bike thing of his, that electric car, that sucked.
1: Remember that? Well, he was a one-hit wonder from what I could tell. I met him a couple of times. He's a nice guy. I'm sure he is. But, but one of the best uh one of the best line he had this this interesting line somebody caught him. I for one of the writers I knew got him to the following quote asking him uh cuz he was into simplicity. So he <laughs> they asked him um So, Clive, why are you using an 8-bit micro... There's a transition taking place between 8- and 16-bit computing. And so he says, Clive, why are you using an 8-bit microprocessor? And he said, because I couldn't find a (laughs) (laughs) 4-bit. That's funny. Ah, those are the days. I have his original uh, calculator.
0: Oh, the Sinclair calculator?
1: Yeah, a little bitty thing with a with a weird kind a of, of. I have a
0: lot of cool old things. I, I I still have the the ZX eighty somewhere. I've really? got my I've got my Vic twenty. Um, this is the stuff Patricia hates. She's like, you keep schlepping all that. shit. Yeah, that's my museum. When I die, then you know some kid will be like,
1: she dies, she'll throw it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Along with my uh, high school T shirts and varsity jackets from college from the radio station, my uniform from Iraq. My camouflage, uh, my stamp collection—it's all—it's all, it's all going to go. It's going to throw it all out. I have my uh, the first cell phone,
1: one of those big giant bricks. Yeah, I got the big—I uh, got the big brick. The one that stands up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I—I've been wanting to collect one of those.
0: Yeah, and it has a really puny battery in comparison to its size, and it never lasted I- that long.
1: Right. I would love to get one of those big stand up bricks and then kind of retrofit it with a real cell phone inside and use it. <laughs> there was, it's
0: weird because this one, here's what I did. Uh, this one had a connector on the back, which was a standard RJ145 jack or whatever, uh, for a car kit. And I found out that if you plugged in the Bakelite phone handset, well, actually, that was the, that was not the Bakelite anymore. It was plastic. But just, you know, a regular handset, one of those, you know, black, black handsets that would be on the wall unit or like on right. a pay phone. And you plug that into that because it had the same kind of jack. You plugged it in. It would work. And mm-hmm. so I would be in my car and I'd be talking on a regular phone, <laughs> on a regular handset. It was
1: cool. Yeah, well, in well fact, that's so probably safer for you than putting that big device up against your ear. Somewhere, God knows what that somewhere thing I, I still apparatus.
0: have, uh, my original, they called it a mobile phone. And I had this in 81. Uh, and the mobile phone was essentially a four channel two way radio with a huge wattage on it. It was like 50 watts or no, 30 watts or something, you know, reasonably strong. And you had this mounted in your car and you have to call up. And you'd have to call up with your call sign. Mine was, uh. Yeah, the mobile operator. Anton, uh, 3414. Yeah. Yeah. 3414. And the mobile operator would dial the call and then you'd be talking to someone. And you'd have to say, over. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Uh, good. Over. <laughs> Half Duplex. I'm on the way home. Over.
1: Uh. Yeah, that was the days of the mobile phone. Actually, that's one of the problems you have. Uh, you know, with mobile phones, they used to have these things before the cellular system was invented. These mobile phones, and they had high wattage, and people would buy these. These are very expensive. It's like thousands of dollars thousands, a month. Yeah, the thousands. Yeah, to have it in your car, and um, and it be, it, they were never very popular. I mean, because they were so expensive and inconf- You know, what was the point? In fact,
0: in fact, they were look they were frowned upon by most. Oh, what are you, so fucking important, you need a cell phone, you need a car, a, a car a phone? Mobile phone. No, we yeah, called it a car phone. phone. We called it a car right, phone. Right, a
1: car phone. Yeah. Yeah, no, and then uh, what What culturally changed, now you can't get people off these damn phones. They're just yakking all day, they're walking around. You can Texting. go around the city, there's like, everybody's got a phone to their head, and they're not talking to each other. They're, they're, everyone's zoned no, out. No, no, man, they've got
0: the Bluetooth earpiece on, and it's like a science fiction movie. People walking down the street, they're beaming in, they're checking in. I mean, don't we realize that we are living in Star Trek?
1: It's kind of, I, I just don't, I'm not, uh, you know, I don't think you need to be that plugged in. I don't think it's healthy.
0: No, can't be.
1: Can't but anyway, so people are yak 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 yakking constantly, and uh, if, they're, if they're not yakking, then they got the two earbuds in on their iPod, and they got the sound cranked up so loud you can hear it across the street. And of course, they'll be deaf shortly. And uh, you know, and they're completely uh, you know, if you wanted to say something to somebody on the street, like "Hey, watch out for that curb!" Boom, down they go because they're not listening. Yeah.
0: Um, oh yeah, the thing I, I can't walk down the street not listening to the to the traffic. I just it's I consider it to be dangerous. And I and take the train, first class from Waterloo to Guilford, and uh, it's only one car. Uh, but no matter when you're traveling in this thing, but, but particularly going back like on the 730, it's filled with people, multiple, always they have a cell phone, a Blackberry, and a laptop. And they're on all three. Everyone's working. Everyone's jacked in. You know, the phones are ringing all the time. It's uh It's disturbing.
1: <laughs> it's totally disturbing. It's like, what are you getting out of this? You know?
0: And they used to have you a mean, guy that would you know, come by and he had papers and stuff, right? They don't have that anymore. No one's buying papers.
1: I buy no. it. I still buy the paper. Now, the paper is actually more efficient than the laptop if you want to really plow through a lot of material.
0: Hell, yeah. It's lighter than the MacBook Air. Yeah. Except for the weekend edition of The Times.
1: Yeah, actually, the the fact is that we're building in inefficiencies and liking it. And it's, it's kind of disturbing. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. May I have another?
0: That's right. No, we are, we are. We're good slaves, John. That's what it is. We're good slaves. And uh, we're ready. We're ready to be told what to do. <laughs> just, Just send it to my BlackBerry, President Obama, President-elect Obama, and I'm ready to go. Just tell me. Like, and I'm waiting for my small business credits. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's what well, I'm waiting for. Well, I'm he, sure it was it's wait. at the top, it's the top of his agenda. Now it's at the top of his agenda. Credits, R and D credits for small business, creating jobs in America, but doing all that, providing healthcare, doing all of that. The check, check, check ticks all my boxes. I'm ready for my credit. Other people need help with the mortgage. I don't need that. Just send me my, uh, my, my credit for the work we're doing as a small business. That's all I'm asking for. Then I'll be a believer.
1: Yeah, you'll get your credit.
0: <laughs> On my tombstone.
1: So I think uh, while we're waiting for that, I think people are waiting for the show to end.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cue. <laughs> hey, John. Let's uh, bring that up another time again. That was kind of fun.
1: Hello? Yeah, I'm in. I'm shocked.
0: Why? Well, I don't know. I don't know if because I find that I'm... I don't know if I'm shocked more by the lobbing guns at uh, Iranians or the way you eat with your fork. I think the fork might actually have a slight lead.
1: I'm going to take a small movie of my eating and then we'll let the public decide
0: yes oh you oh you like it thank you ma'am may I have another you want to be slapped around by our audience they will tell you i will take a a small movie of my fork
1: utilization yeah with a pinky up or down
0: in your ass actually is where i was thinking would be a good spot hey john yes (laughs) i love you Mean it. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. All right. Uh, coming to you from the affluent suburb of Surrey in Guilford, where we use our utensils properly, my name's Adam Curry.
1: And I'm John C. Dvorak, coming at you from Stab City in the <laughs> northern part of Silicon Valley.
0: We'll talk to you again next week, unless something important happens, right here on No Agenda.